Welcome to The Swifterhood, a podcast all about Taylor Swift's lyrical genius. Whether you've known from her debut album that she's had a place in this world or her folklore has become your evermore recently, we are here to faithfully and wholeheartedly deconstruct each song lyric by lyric. And we're back. Welcome, Swifties, to episode 209. In this episode, we'll be discussing Holy Ground, The Very First Night, and Girl at Home. That's right. So today's fearless feature is about the ongoing ban on Black History Month. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. So we are recording these in February. By the time you are listening, it's going to be past February, but this is still something that is important for all of us to think about. And we loosely throw around, you know, February is Black History Month, but um, we just, it's good to be reminded that Black History Month is much more than a highlight reel of achievements. Yes, we should celebrate the writers, scientists, artists, and leaders, but we also must examine what those like Fannie Lou Hamer, Frederick Douglass, Phyllis Wheatley, Ida B. Wells, and Malcolm X were fighting against. And that's a quote from at the Humanity Archive, who um, is, it's an account run by Jermaine Fowler, who is a historian and producer of the Humanity Archive, which is a history podcast exploring the untold stories from history. So if, to support his work, follow at the Humanity Archive on Instagram, and it will direct you to his page. But the reason why it's so important to be focusing on this now is just there's suddenly another rise in trying to ban books, trying to ban um, certain types of history being taught uh, because of this whole concept of critical race theory. And I know we briefly have touched on that before, but because it's still a recurring thing and it doesn't seem to be going away anytime fast, I just think it's important to keep highlighting it and keep highlighting how important the full history of our country is as opposed to just selecting um, specific parts. Yeah, that's exactly right. We see it happening in our communities too, like we've talked about with, you know, like city council and like the board of education and stuff like that. So it is really important to keep fighting for the right to talk about these things in schools because it's real history. And a lot of us spend a lot of time unlearning like (laughs) um, a whitewashed version of history. So, um, if we can prevent that from happening in the future, that would be great. Uh, so I guess I would also say you can check out your local um, school board meetings and see if these topics are coming up and use your voice to show up at a meeting because oftentimes there's a lot of people um, coming out to speak against these things and not enough people coming out to speak in favor of you know teaching black history in schools. So... I just want to um, I just want to end on a quote by W.E.B. Du Bois, it, which he wrote in the Propaganda of History. And he said, quote, one is astonished in the study of history at the recurrence of the idea that evil must be forgotten, distorted, skimmed over. We must forget that George Washington was a slave owner and simply remember the things we regard as cre- credible and inspiring. The difficulty, of course, with this philosophy is that history loses its value as an incentive and example. It paints perfect man and noble nations, but it does not tell the truth. So that's a good quote. So check out y'all. Um, make sure to check out your local um, 
school board meetings and see what's going on in your community and get involved. Woohoo! All right. Well, we're off to talk about holy ground. Holy ground. I'm excited to talk to you about this, uh, Aaron, because <laughs> I, I almost was like, uh, what's your name? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Are we friends? Um, because I know that this is one of your favorite songs, or I think I know that this is one of your favorite songs. Okay. And I think it's a great song, but it only, I only just started liking it and I still can't nail the lyrics and that's what's frustrating for me. (laughs) (laughs) So I think this song is really fun to sing. I don't think it's like one of my favorite songs. I get excited when it comes on. However, I think I think that's in my head because when we found out that Taylor was dropping red, you it was the day I texted you. I said, look, it was like sometime in June. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. I woke up with uh, with holy ground stuck in my head. Yeah, I I just think it's a blast to sing. But the end really drops drops the ball for me. Okay, so uh, it's a song that like I both like and also am like frustrated by what do you how do you think it compares um the original version to taylor's version this one blew my mind and it could just be because i was using headphones at the time but this is one where i could hear all the sounds yeah it's and it's this is one where i specific when i when i reference that taylor's version sounds a bit rockier i think that this definitely has that rock vibe to it and when i say rockier i don't mean like shaky i mean like with some rock influence Right. And I can talk a little bit about that because it was produced by someone that doesn't normally produce or who at the time didn't normally produce Taylor's music, which is part of the reason why it sounded different. Right. So so this producer was not a producer on the original album. Oh, uh, no, no, ma'am. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about the original version of the song, the producer who made it was oh. not normally working with Taylor. Gotcha. Okay. So gotcha. the sound of the song being more rock is because of that. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. So Holy Ground is the first of two of Swift songs that Jeff Basker had produced. The first one being the lucky one. And when she started writing the song, she knew she wanted Basker to produce the track. She contacted him and he agreed to produce the song. As a result, Holy Ground sounds different from any of Taylor's previous work. In the song, she's looking back on a relationship. It's a whirlwind of a memory. And these memories are important and they are sacred. So the hidden message, you want to talk about that leading on into it? Yes. Um, Do you know what the hidden message is? Yeah. Yeah. What is the hidden message? Oh, (laughs) I have it right here. I just I know you normally like to say them. The hidden message was when you came to the show in SD. Oh, yeah. Which leads to the assumption that this song was written about Joe Jonas, who was spotted at Taylor's San Diego show during the Speak Now tour. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. So this is going way back. This or allegedly who this song is about. We never actually know. There's only a few songs that we can like say that's definitely about this person. Mm-hmm. And this one, I think we could, we, I think there's a lot of theories out there that this is about a lot of different people. Yeah, that is for certain. There's like the, because of the left a note on the door and all that stuff. So, okay, let's get on into it. First of all, just commenting on the lyrics overall. 
I find the construction of this song really interesting because it has huge verses and then a really short chorus. I also, I think it's important to talk about like, yes, that's true. And and I also think it's interesting because this is probably one of her, I mean, besides we are never getting back together, but I think this is different because she's reminiscing on a, an old relationship, but she's obviously past the sad stage and she's at a part part where she's just like, that was really great. And I can grow from this as opposed to just mourning the relationship. She's celebrating the relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's way past and you could just think about the highlights of what was good. And it was good for what it was, you know, appreciating it for what it was. All right. What do you think about all the like, I mean, we have to say it, the the Christian influences. The Yeah, the religious verses. Like holy ground. And then it says, you know, the third verse is in Lord, it took me away. And please help me because I've been trying to find out what is what is say being sung in the background oh my god yeah um it, it sounds like hallelujah right oh oh i thought i always thought it was hooray yeah is it or Hallelujah. i don't know do you want me to google it <laughs> i i've tried to google it erin this is a mystery oh, really yes oh, yeah i don't know i have wondered that on occasion though wait 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 a minute here's a quote from taylor on lyric genius maybe this will have some answers it doesn't <laughs> okay well she said the song was one that i wrote about the feeling i got after years had gone by i finally appreciated a past relationship for what it was rather than being bitter Nail on the head yeah and I was sitting there thinking about it after I'd just seen him and was like, I was just like, you know, that was good. It was. It was good having that in my life. And I wrote the song and I immediately heard Jeff Basker's production. I hadn't ever worked with Jeff. So she she wrote it and envisioned it being produced by him. Uh, I love what he's done on Fun's record and I love his diversity He's just so talented. So I called him and I said, I wrote the song. I really want you to work on it with me. And he said, let's go. So no, absolutely no answers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is another one we're going to ask you all if you know or have an inkling of what is being said in the background of when the chorus is going on. um, Would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. (laughs) What if it's like... (laughs) You, you might not get this reference. What if it's like, Floop is a madman, help us, save us. Floop is a madman. Don't get that reference. It's from Spy Kids. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to get that. Okay. So getting going with these uh, lyrics, I was reminiscing just the other day. Uh, okay. I feel like as someone who's kind of country, you know, from Kentucky, <laughs> It's really fun to sing this song because she still has like a little bit of a twang, but it feels more natural. And like, and Lord, it took me away. <laughs> like, it just feels like really natural to me. And it's impressive that you can fit reminiscing and make it flow. <laughs> well, reminiscing, you know, I was reminiscing. It, it's yeah, it's it, got like the country, like cutting out of vowel sounds. Yes. <laughs> I like it. So I was reminiscing just the other day while having coffee all alone. And Lord, it took me away. It's great. Like that's right off the bat where you would be talking to a friend you know it sounds like she had this whole daydream this whole memory of this relationship while sitting there drinking coffee like i imagine taylor at this 
table drinking coffee and then just like it goes into this like you know dreamscape of all of her memories and then it comes back to her sitting at the table with a cup of coffee in her hand at the end and then later on she tells a friend about it yeah and i mean i think it's very important and i know she must have been deliberate in this was that she she makes a point that she was sitting drinking coffee all alone so Mm -hmm. it's like she's comfortable with being all alone in this situation Mm -hmm. even though she's reminiscing about a past relationship Mm -hmm. she's at a point in her life where she's like yeah i can look back and be happy about that relationship but i'm also very content being alone Ooh, that gave me chills that is really well highlighted morgan because she's to a point where she's more comfortable being by herself i love that all right well back to a first glance feeling on new york time so i mean first glance feeling so yeah that those butterflies when you see someone i think about that um the song um you all over me when Mm -hmm. she talks about seeing the guy for the first time with his smile his hands in his pocket and his come here don't you want me smile yeah yeah that's the feeling that it elicits you don't you wish you had me grin yeah yeah, that one (laughs) and it popped in my head when you said it um on new york time so this is an interesting lyric because times square is a place in new york city but she's saying on new york time like because she's in new york at the time but it evokes the image of new of times square for me at the same time i don't know if that's intentional but do you think that she's referring to meeting this person in new york or just yeah yeah Yeah. because the first glances were happening yeah on new york time so she was in new york when she met this person I think my my favorite line is the next favorite is the next verse. Yes. Uh, back when you fit in my poems like a perfect rhyme. Why is that one your favorite? I mean, it's amazing. but Because it's just, <laughs> yeah, because not only does she rhyme with time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's she's playing on the perfect rhyme. But like like we talked about in a couple episodes ago, how her songs are very poetic and she's just calling out the fact that her song like that these are poems and when a poem sounds like when it hits the nail on the head, the rhyming scheme is perfect. Mm-hmm. It's also like autumn leaves falling down like pieces into place. Yes, exactly. Like, damn, Taylor, would you, how do you, how do you get to be such a good writer? So the next line is great too. Like, I think these verses are jam packed with great lyrics. Took off faster than a green light go. So like she would have ended that sentence, took off faster than a green light. But then to get the rhyme for the next line, she adds the go, and it just has that little like punch, and and I kick to it. I mean, we would be, um, it would be wrong of us to not call to light the fact that she loves freaking traffic lights. Mm-hmm. She <laughs> asks them what to do sometimes. She asks them what to do. <laughs> she um, goes through them. Uh, she loves driving. Yes, even though she's been in a lot of like rex or at least she talked about it in the past she loves driving but she also i think she likes the metaphor of driving too Mm -hmm. like the open road where are you going like for a relationship lights yeah like we've talked about she likes the weather and she likes driving specifically so um took off faster than a green light go so that's talking about their relationship getting started quickly um yeah you skip the conversation when you already know it's a little frisky it is a little frisky 
I left a note on the door with a joke we'd made. Also frisky. Sounds like the day after a hookup. And that was the first day. So that was the first day of their relationship. Okay, so they jumped right into it. Seem it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, it's one when of those you know, Taylor. You know. Yeah, it's one of those Taylor lyrics though, where you're like not sure. You know. What do you mean? It's alluding to something sexual, but it's not explicit, so you don't really know. It could. It could literally just be like. Well, we jumped right into a relationship. Well, exactly, because like, you can read it as you, yeah, we you skip the conversation when you already know, meaning you skip the, like, niceties. You skip the, like, openings. You skip the, like, this is my favorite color. And you, my name is And Taylor. maybe even just for kissing. Yes. You just, you skip those, and then you, um, when you're leaving, you just leave a funny note of a joke that you had already made. Right. So, either way, you want to envision that. So, that whole thing was just her memory of them meeting but it's also like it has specifics like the joke and that was the first day but it's also like enough time has passed as kind of generically describing that period of time you know what i mean like okay we were in new york when we first met we hit it off really quickly like and the cadence in the verses is very fast but then it goes into the chorus and it slows down yeah yeah like her, so the memories are in a whirlwind but the emotions are slow and she's savoring that memory maybe by doing that. And so she goes into, and darling, it was good. Never looking down, which is, I suppose, not having fear. Yeah. Right? Like they just jumped into it together and they were <laughs> headfirst fearless. And right there where we stood was holy ground. Okay. So, Morgan, I've sung this song like plenty of times. And when I was looking at the song before we started recording i was like where's the chorus like it's it's elongated like you said because it's more slow but it's so short i know like i almost don't even notice it i know it's it shouldn't be like that it's elongated but like well that's why this song is different than all of her others like what we talked about before yeah the production is different but it's also just like it's a different you know, I think we see some of th this type of style on Evermore and Folklore when she tr changes up the like A, B, A, B, C, B, like way of writing. Right. Yeah. Where this is like the chorus is really understated and the verses are really what pop. Yeah. Um. So holy ground just means a sacred place in general. That's what holy ground means, right? Is that what you yeah, would say as well? Yeah, that's what I would say. So she's I, saying the relationship is sacred, but I I do wonder about this being like chock full of religious terms and maybe it's just something going on in her life at that moment. Like, I don't know. She'd been around more religious people or had visited a church recently. Yeah. You know, like who really knows? Um, cause she normally talks a lot about fate and yeah. kind of gives it a generic vibe in her debut album. She talked more about religion. Um, but then you get songs where, you know, like soon you'll get better on lover where she's saying like, you pray just to believe like and just false you, and false God on lover, uh -huh, which could be blasphemic probably to certain people <laughs> so i don't know this is interesting to me it does feel a little bit more like um 
religious quotes almost in a mythological sense kind of like the achilles heel references and i also think like holy ground means like so it's sacred it's but it's like untouchable like it's it's very rare that you have relationship that starts like this is i think also what she's kind of saying Mm. is like it's and it hadn't been tarnished yet right by their mistakes it was fresh soil all right okay well (laughs) spinning like a girl in a brand new dress we had this big wide city all to ourselves we blocked the noise with the sound of i need you and for the first time i had something to lose so i marked spinning like a girl in a brand new dress as my favorite lyric i think there's a lot of really good ones in this song like i love these verses but i just really love the image of being so excited and she loves the dress yeah yeah and that's it's very like of the especially if she wrote this during speak now era you know yeah um we so we had the big wide city all to ourselves i also love we block the noise with the sound of i need you because the city's loud right city's loud also people telling you it's not going to work other people telling you like this relationship's Mm. not going very far and you're just covering up those noises with i i need you i still have this passion this feeling that i need you blindly in the relationship yeah not caring about what anyone else thinks and i guess we fell apart in the usual way and the story's got dust on every page but she says every (laughs) but sometimes i wonder how you think about it now and i see your face in every crowd so it's interesting that when it's just the two of them they have the city to themselves but then when she's alone without him she sees his face in the crowd so she's just juxtaposing the like when you're with someone it just feels like you too but when that person's gone um every you see everyone mhm i think the story's got dust on every page references a little bit story of us it does yeah which could mean, you know, like, it's the same relationship. It's referring to the same relationship. Like Joe, yeah. That could also be the religious undertone. Didn't Joe wear those, like, promise rings for a while? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did, didn't he? <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> All of them did. <laughs> I think Sophie Turner just came out and made fun of him for it, like, in a big roast. Anyway, I digress. <clears throat> okay. Um. Some, so... I see your face in every crowd. I usually want to sing when I see your face in every crowd instead of and. Like she's thinking about it as it's happening. It To me, it's different, right? Like, I wonder what you think about us when I see your face in the crowd. Like when I'm looking at people and seeing your face in the crowd, I'm wondering, do you ever think about us? Is different than this is like two separate things. I wonder how you think about it now and... I also see your face in every crowd. Yes. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, a semicolon would be appropriate. Yeah. It it also makes me think of the um, ABBA song. Um, Super Trooper. Okay. You probably don't know much ABBA. I don't. Okay. All right. Well, because darling, it was good. Never looking down and right there where we stood was holy ground. See, so what is that word? Like, uh, hallelujah, maybe. 
That's what I th- that's what I think. But that's like, our best guess. But then I'm like, is it really that religious undertone? Like, is she really pulling? When she that? just went with a theme, you know. Tonight I'm gonna dance for all that we've been through, but I don't want to dance if I'm not dancing with you. Okay. This I kind of loses the sentiment of the song here, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't. This is where this is the point where the song drops off for me because it just doesn't flow. Because she's sitting here saying, like, I really think happy about this relationship. Yeah. Reminiscing. But now I want to dance, but I, I only want to dance with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the sentiment of the first half is like, yeah, that was a nice relationship we had. But I'm over it. But it was nice when we had it. So to be like, I don't want to dance if I'm not dancing with you doesn't make sense. Yeah. Tonight I'm going to dance like you were in this room makes more sense, I guess. Right? Like you're wishing that that you could be as carefree as you were when the relationship first started. Yeah. But I don't want to dance if I'm not dancing with you. So, yeah, and there's a big instrumental part in between that last chorus and this dancing part. Um, And the song seems to slow down, like the pace slows down there. The next part that she does, she does one of my favorite things. What does she do? It's like, like I've compared it to the French liaison, like where she makes one, you can't tell where one sentence ends and the other one begins. So she says, if I'm not dancing with you, and then it goes into, it was good. Yeah. So it could also sound like with you, it was good. Yeah. You know, I I just love that. Like you can hear it both ways. I'm just like, "Mm, clever Taylor. And then they just repeat. She just repeats the chorus, and then tonight I'm going to dance again. So what was your album rating of this song? It's actually number nine on the album for me, and it was really hard to rank it, but I did end up ranking it higher just because of how happy it makes me to sing those verses. It's number 12 for me. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, What was your overall? 75. Oh, what? I know. It's bizarre. What? Okay, (laughs) mine is 131. Wow. Yeah, I don't. And so, to be honest with you, I'm going to admit something. Oh, God. Whenever I listen to the song and it gets to the Tonight I Want to Dance part, I stop it. You just go on to I just go the on. next one, which <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> but sometimes I'll restart it and re sing those verses again because it's so freaking fun to sing. I know. I haven't nailed it down yet. I you got to do, do it. it. It's like the best challenge ever. All right. Okay, moving, moving on. Moving on. So the next one is the very first night, and as you all know, this is um, this is one from the vault. So it only appeared on Taylor's version of Red. It's a penultimate song, I believe, on the album. So, what did you first think when you heard this? I I liked the tune. I didn't really. I mean, honestly, I I, I have to say I didn't have a strong opinion about it one way or the other. Yeah. And it's grown on me because it's very catchy. Yeah. Like it sticks in my head, as you know, from yesterday. (laughs) From singing it a lot. (laughs) Yes. It sticks in my head. But it does sound kind of like girlish, like young girlish. It's not as, Mm -hmm. the lyrics are not as mature and well thought out, which is probably why it, you know, it didn't make it on the original album. Yeah, I feel like this song is a masterclass on how to write a pop song. Yeah. Like, I think this is like her practicing pop music. 
which is why I kind of I lumped these three songs together because I feel like they all have a very similar vibe. Uh huh. The very first night, Holy Ground and Girl at Home. And Girl at Home. Yeah, Holy Ground just sounds less pop to me, but yeah, and Holy Ground is superior to these two. Um, but I just felt like all three of them are very like reminiscing about well except for the third one but these two are reminiscing about relationships in a happy way Mm -hmm. well i feel similarly to you in that at first listen i was like okay yeah it's you know it's It's fine it's a fun upbeat song yeah and then i find myself wanting to play it more just because it is stuck in my head all the time the thing that sucks about this song is that it's so hard to sing because she's in such a high key I, I can't do it. So I'm just walking around sounding horrible <laughs> all day. I mean, that's just how I sing. Every song is horrible. So. I disagree. <laughs> oh, we were going to get you to sing a song, weren't we? We didn't get 75 followers or 75 likes, did we? Rate and reviews. Rating, rate and reviews, no. Not on Apple, I don't think. Well, if we want to hear Morgan sing Hey Steven, you got to hop on over that. It, wasn't that it? Yeah, it was that it. But I feel like if... We got to change it to a red song now. Okay. Well, what red song would you sing? Um, I don't know. <laughs> which one do you think you sing best? I don't think I sing any of them best. Oh, come on. Like, which one do you think when you're singing, you're like, oh, I don't sound horrible here. Oh, no. I mean, Aaron, I am not. I don't <laughs> play games with myself. I'm very aware of the fact that maybe I think the most fun would to be to sing would be I knew you were trouble, but that's a hard one to sing. It is, yeah. You got to make those goat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, if we get seventy five um, rates and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Morgan will sing a song from Red. Yes, from Red. Okay. Um. So we're starting off with I wish I could fly, <laughs> which we talked about this yesterday. Which she starts out the song with this. My instant response is just like, me too. Oh, yeah. Me too, Taylor. Me too. <laughs> Also wish I could fly. But then I do question like if she would fly, why'd she go back why would she just pick up this person and go back in time? If I could fly, I'd just go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, I'm going on vacation. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. There's so many places because I would go. Also, flying doesn't also give you the ability to travel back in time. Let's also Yeah, those are not those are not together. together. <laughs> those are two different superpowers, okay? Yeah, that's true. So if Taylor could pick one superpower, she would pick two. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, wouldn't we all? But Mm -hmm. she should go to a restaurant where they have the soup and the salad. Yes. All right. So I wish I could fly. I'd pick you up and we'd go back in time. It's a fun image, though. Like I'm picturing her with like a cape. Like, well, that's this is a fun song. It's just the lyrics are lacking because then it's like I'd write this in the sky. I miss you like it was the very first night. Yeah, so is she on a plane at this point? She's riding it. No, like, she's flying. She's flying. <laughs> and so she could also She's ride. holding him and she's riding, I miss you. And he's like, I know you're holding me. She, yeah. Because at this point, she's already holding that's him. That's why these lyrics are just not very cohesive. Because <laughs> <laughs> now she has a third power. She can use her body to write in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Well, I do want to say I love the thought of going back in time just because i've been really into time travel recently i think i've been telling you about this well then you're gonna love that book you just started i know yeah 
Because I had that whole thing about deja vu, and then, you know, Outlander was reading Outlander. All right, so, and so it goes. Every weekend, the same party. I never go alone, and I don't seem brokenhearted. Do you have any comments? I mean, I think, I I don't think we should, it should we should spend that long, because it's, it's pretty, these lyrics are pretty on their face. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, you know, you go to a party every weekend and you, it, it starts to feel the same because you see the same people, you do the same things, you drink the same drink, you dance the same song. You don't go alone because you always have the same group you go with and you don't seem brokenhearted because you're at a party. So you need to seem like you're happy and fun and having a good time. Mm-hmm. My friends all say they know everything I'm going through. I drive down different roads, but they all lead back to you. Obviously, she didn't really finish her thought. Like, my friends all say they know everything I'm going through. She's obviously meaning to say that as in they don't know everything she's going mm-hmm. through. They Like, they say they know, but they, they don't. They have no idea. Because <laughs> they don't know about the night in the hotel. Oh, getting another frisky line. Yeah, but they. But then it goes on to say they weren't riding in, riding in the car when we both fell. Yeah, in love. Oh, see, I, <laughs> when I've been listening, this is the first time I'm reading the lyrics. Uh-huh. I thought, <laughs> you're going to laugh. Okay, me. give it to me. <laughs> I thought they don't know about the night in the hotel when they were riding in the cart and they both fell out. Like, so I thought they were on some like room service cart that they're riding down oh, the halls. So it's like a whole memory. No, these are separate thoughts. It's just my friends don't know anything about this relationship and what it was right so they don't they don't know about that night in the hotel they also don't know about how we fell in love yeah in the car Mm -hmm. didn't read the note on the polaroid picture they don't know how much i miss you okay several thoughts on this what are your thoughts first she's using the pronoun they in this part which is different from later when she switches to i I think. Second, Polaroid picture. Juliana, friend of the show, who designed our logo, and listeners would know from She Did the Lord episode. She wrote in about her theory from Polaroid picture to say that she thinks this is a clue that this song was about Harry Styles because she also says we were built to fall apart, which echoes the lyric from Out of the Woods. Out of the Woods. And then the Polaroid picture as right. well. So I just wanted to like point that out while we were here. Yeah, that's a good, it's a good theory. And um, thank you, Juliana, for writing yes, in. For sure. Because we like those. And we like you. <laughs> All right. So she wishes she could fly again. And she'd pick that person back up and they would go back in time again. Mm-hmm. And, and she'd, she'd write in the sky. Again. And she misses him like it was the very first night. I I do really like the sentiment of I miss you like it was the very first night. And it in you know what, Morgan? You did it. Because that is exactly fucking holy ground. Yeah. Did I did I take away the holiness by saying fucking <laughs> a little bit. But it is. Right, but it's the same feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. But it's a beautiful image to think, yeah, the very first night, the very first night. We met, which would have been, if if it's the same relationship as Holy Ground, the night that they hooked up. Yep. And she left a note on the door. And maybe the note was on a Polaroid picture. Mm, maybe it's all the same. Yeah. And, yeah. And so it was. We never saw it coming. 
not trying to fall in love, but we did like children running. Um, doesn't make like a ton of sense that image for me, but no, maybe you can explain I think it's it. Maybe like maybe it's supposed to be like reckless. Mm. Or just like, careless. Careless, maybe? yeah. Like children run and they don't watch where they're going. They stumble. They just and they they're carefree. And so they they when they started this relationship, they weren't trying to fall in love. They were just trying it was just It just happened. It just happened. So back back then we didn't know we were built to fall apart. So what is that lyric from? That's from All Too Well, wasn't it? It's from Out of the Woods. Out of the Woods, yeah. Which is definitely about Harry. Um, back then we didn't know we were about to fall apart. We broke the status quo. Then we broke each other's hearts. Okay. We broke the status quo. Why? Because that's why a lot of people have other theories. Yes. That's why that, that those other theories about these two songs are out there. So what would be imagining this is, um, Joe, how did they break the status quo? Well, I don't... Would that have been her first, like, celebrity relationship? Yeah, but that is the status quo, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like, celebrities date celebrities. Musicians date musicians. That's, like, what she was doing. And she did that with Harry Styles, too. Mm Mm-hmm. That -hmm. is the status quo. That's suspicious. Okay, let's keep going. But don't forget about the night out in L.A. Okay, the night out in L.A., L.A. is mentioned a couple times in different songs. So in um, The Lucky One. Yeah. And there's another one. I'm forgetting. Um, I'm, I'm not good at this. There's one more. Can't is it, think of it, right is it on red? Maybe. I know. I feel like there's three total mention, Taylor Swift mentions to L.A. Um, but... Anyways, don't forget about the night out in L.A. Oh, it's uh, I Bet You Think About Me. Or because that's Beverly Hills, so never mind. It could be. That's what I'm thinking of, though. Danced in the kitchen. Okay. Taylor, how many people are you dancing in the kitchen in the living room with <laughs> and chasing down the hallway? Because I feel this like girl she, loves to dance. I know. I get it. I know. But like your favorite memory of every relationship is like dancing around and like running down the hallway, which is so fun and cute. And I love the imagery. But and then I'm like, you're doing this in every relationship. It's not special. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the refrigerator light. Where is it? No one knows about the words that we whispered. No one knows how much I miss you. I have nothing to say about that because no. Let's just move on. <laughs> Let's just move on because I just can't. I know. I wish I could fly. I'd pick you up. We'd go back in time. All right. So she says the chorus again. Take me away. Take me away. Take me away to you. Take me away. Take me away. Take me away to you. And then she says again, She, um, the I was riding in the car when we both fell. I'm the one. Oh, I'm the one on the phone as you whisper. Hmm. Yeah, so this is where she changes, changes to, from, I remember the night, yeah. right? I remember the night at the hotel. I was riding in the car when we both fell. I'm the one on the phone. As, as you whispered, whisper. don't you know how much I, much I miss you? So he called her up? Yeah. And I mean, you could easily say that this or is the person. also like a Jake Gyllenhaal song because, I mean, we have that imagery of riding in the car. And they always rode in the car and, you know, the... 
the video, the music video or the short film and um, that the first verse of All Too Well. Yep. I wish that we could go back in time and I'd say to you, I miss you like it was the very first night. Okay, but if they go back in time, does she need to say she misses it? him like it was the no, first that's night because it would be back this in is time. why this is an imperfect song so take me away take me away which she also says take me home in another song take me home yeah that's oh. on 1989 out of the woods no Ooh, oh. uh, out of style yeah style whatever the song's called style <laughs> so okay. what was your what's your album rating of this song this is 21 for me it's 20 for me oh damn look at us go are you ready to get into song number three? Girl at home. I mean, this is going to be short and fucking sweet. I'm going to be real honest. Yeah, there's not a lot going on with, with the lyrics that's like deep to discuss. I feel very strongly about this song, though, and I have an opinion that probably a lot of people wouldn't have, which is that I know people shit on this song all the time, and I really enjoyed the original. See, I see this is where we're going to be drastically different. <sighs> Because I think that the only redeeming factor of this song is when she re-recorded it. Okay. I hate the re-recording. I like... I, if I, I were to like this song, it. I would always choose this re this version over the first. I can't even listen to the re-record. The, it makes me I so I can't even mad. listen to the old one because it's like... It just sounds like a, a keyboard that just like... I don't know. I just can't handle it. I can't even handle her voice in the song. Okay, well, I hate the new one because it sounds like there is no warmth in the song. Like, it's like almost an echo the entire time. Like, like there's no sounds, sentiment for the girl at home? Yeah, it's just cold. The whole thing sounds so cold and well, lifeless. That's because I think that she realized she this song was not good. And she knew she had to put it on to follow, you know, the mission of what she was doing. So... She's just not feeling it you when mean, she's recording it. Do you mean that it's not good because of what you said about like her voice and a lot of people didn't like it? Or do you mean like the message of the song? I think just that it wasn't well received. Okay. Like it's not anyone. No one would sit here and say, "What? Well, that's my favorite song. Yeah. No. Um, although I feel like we've all had a relatable experience to this. Yeah, of course. Where you're like, why are you being so skeezy? I just think in these situations, like, you don't know, you don't know what their relationship is. So to call them out for being inappropriate, maybe they have an open relationship. Maybe they, I don't know. I just That's feel like true, it's a little bit. That's true, but people weren't thinking about that or talking about that as much at the time as they are now. Right. And so, so I just think it's a little bit judgmental. You know what I mean? Like, I just I just think it falls in line with um, with better than revenge and the that era of just like it's just it's a, just a little bit immature of a song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. So don't look at me. You got a girl at home and everybody knows that everybody knows that. And don't look at me. You got a girl at home. Everybody knows that. So she says, I don't even know her. But I feel a responsibility to do what's upstanding and right. It's kind of like a code, yeah. So she's referencing the girl code. Yeah, which... Which is that you tell someone yeah. if someone's cheating. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it, I, don't, I don't think it's totally like... No, uh, I just... 
I just don't like it. I, I know so I'm being harsh on it. I know what you mean, though, that it it does seem a little bit just immature and like judgmental. But at the same time, if she does know about this relationship and knows that this person is really stepping out, then she's doing a good thing. She feels like she's doing the right thing. Yeah. It's kind of like a code, yeah, so we said that. And you've been getting closer and closer and crossing so many lines, so he's starting to act inappropriate. And it would be a fine proposition if I was a stupid girl. See, I think that's just harsh. Like what? So that people so people that do follow up on that proposition are stupid? I mean, sometimes it's just it's not it's mm. not their fault if the if the other person is the one cheating. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, like you're, you're saying it's in danger of blaming the girl. Yes. Yes, that makes sense. Um, but honey, I am no one's exception. This I have previously learned. So she's referencing the fact that she's been cheated on, right? Yeah. With that line. So she's previously learned, like, I don't even know how to explain that, but that's just what that means. <laughs> that's just what that means yeah got it so don't look at me yeah so we go through the chorus again so i see you turn off your phone and now you got me alone and i say don't look at me you got a girl at home i just want to make sure you understand perfectly you're the kind of man who makes me sad while she waits up you chase down the newest thing and take for granted what you have yeah I mean, it's good. Like, yes, the sentiment is is fine. I just don't like the song. Mm -hmm. And so the next line again about the fine proposition, if I was a stupid girl and yeah, I might go with it if I hadn't once been just like Like her. her. So she's spelling it out if you didn't get it the first time Uh that she has been cheated on. Uh, Don't look at me. You got a girl at home. We repeats, repeats, repeats. Um, call a cab, lose my number. You're about to lose your girl. Call a cab, lose my number. Let's consider this lesson learned. So, and then she goes into the chorus again and she says, I want to see you or want to see you pick up your phone and tell her you're coming home. Um, and then repeats again. It would be a fine proposition if I hadn't once been just like her. So uh, I guess just like her perspective has changed as she's gotten older because we know now she's written songs from the perspective of the person who cheats. Um, And so she has a wider range of uh, understanding and human empathy. Yeah. Um, So this is the last rating of the song for me. It's number 28. Oh, yeah, it's number 26 for me and 123 on my overall. 173 overall for me. Okay. Yeah, I think this song, I I, I just, people aren't going to agree with me, but I enjoyed singing along with the original, especially when it came out. Like, that was the sentiment, you know? Yeah. Like, we can look at it now and recognize that it has problems, but like, you know, 2014 is when we're talking. 2012 2012 and then when did the deluxe edition come out because this is what this was one of the um yeah so maybe even 2013 by 2013 that by that point yeah so like i'm graduating college 
<laughs> almost 10 years ago. <laughs> Woo! Woo! I wish I could fly. I'd pick myself up and go back in time. No, just kidding. I wouldn't. I like it better here. <laughs> so, moving on to tell me why <laughs> theories. <laughs> Let me down every time. Um, I know you want to speak now about this, Morgan. I didn't write it down. Did you write it down? I just wrote speak now next re-record and I figured we could recall, we could recollect Together. whatever we could recollect. So, I guess um we're throwing out another theory and who knows if we'll have any information by the time this is released, any new information. But as at the time of recording, the theory is that Speak Now is the next um, re-release or re-record that's going to be released. And there's multiple reasons for it, but it seems to be two primary reasons. The first is the montage of um, the spray painted wall in the music video of the man. And it seems to go in somewhat of a circular motion of when it's like a timeline almost of when it's when the albums are going to be released. And then the second um, main source for this information seems to be the video of um, I think I bet you think about me. Yeah, because I bet you think about me seems like a music video for Speak Now, the title track. The title track because she's at a wedding. She shows up unannounced, even though she's technically a daydream. Um, she seems to be wearing a similar dress or the bride is wearing a similar dress as the cupcake dress in the Speak Now uh, music video. And then there was something to do with the numbers in it. The numbers on the cake. Yeah, for a release date. And then there's references to the color purple, like on her merch online. But when when she was releasing merch for Fearless, she made the color um, of some of the merch red. And then she made the prices like $22. So that was a hint for red. And so now I guess it's like purple. And, and it's 2010. Which is when Speak Now came out. Right. So that that's... There's other stuff convincing. too, but the Thrifty Swifty on TikTok has um, more in-depth videos about it if you want to go watch. Because I think there was also, wasn't there um, the the video that Taylor released or the pictures that Taylor re released at her birthday party with Alana Haim that there was like in the background, there was um, the, the AMA from when she won for Speak Now. Yes. Yeah. At her joint birthday party. Yeah, the AMA is in the background for Speak Now. Yeah, and she does everything is intentional. And she was wearing a gold dress in that picture as well on her birthday that looks like a gold dress she wore on the Speak Now tour. And so people seem to think that there's going to be an announcement on February 11th, which is a Friday, and that the actual album will come out on May 15th. Which I think, or sorry, May 13th. Yeah, and I think February 11th is the actual release date for our other friend of the show, Allison Asarch. Oh, for her album, Texas to Tennessee. So by the time you're listening to this, that'll already be out. So go listen to it. <laughs> go buy a copy of her CD on AllisonAsarchOfficial.com and um, listen to her music. So that's our latest theory. We'll see how um, how many Easter eggs are correct by Tay Tay. And are you ready for Taylor Trivia? Can't wait. Okay, I've just got some more facts from this um, Instagram post. Which I don't know if I said what it was before. It's the poets went to die on Instagram. Oh, I actually. Okay, I'll, I'll do it for the next one. I have Taylor trivia for the next one. Oh, cool. That's awesome. 
And um, the poets went to die on Instagram is screenshot at Hannah's folklore from Twitter. You know how these things go. They get passed around. So her favorite song on, I have no idea how to say this. And I don't even know what it is. Wimpy? W-I-M-P-I-I-I? Never heard of it. Is gasoline. So we need to look that up. I don't know what that is. Oh, gasoline is great. She's in it. Taylor sings the vocals in it. She did, she did, redid the version with, yeah. but wasn't that with Haim? Yeah, with Haim. Haim. So, what is Wimpy? Is that their album title? No, because that it's Girls with Guitars Part Three is their album title. Mm, I don't know what that is. Okay, so Lana Wilson said Miss Americana was almost titled. Is it cool that I said all that? Interesting. Taylor is a huge Twilight fan and even asked about being in the movies, but the director said she'd be too distracting. For Edward. <laughs> he smells her and he's like, <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> she was given a standing ovation at her school talent show in 2004 after performing. Can you guess the song? Probably not. Because it's unreleased art. Oh, yeah, then no. Beautiful Eyes. Oh, I think I read that somewhere and I didn't know what Beautiful Eyes was. I looked it up like recently within the last year or something because people were talking about it. I was like, wait, what? There's a whole list out there of unreleased Taylor Swift songs that you can find on the internet with some a couple of deep Google dives. So do you think Beautiful Eyes will be on the like debut vault tracks? Probably, yeah. She said nothing makes her more upset than elderly people who look sad or lonely. I completely get that. Taylor, we are akin. Mm-hmm. You're twins. Some of her Twin favorite, fire signs. Exactly. Some of her favorite songs she has written are, can you guess? I have two. That she has written? Mm-hmm. I mean, doesn't she like all of her songs? <laughs> <laughs> I would hope. All I, Too Well? Yes. And? um, We were just talking about it. Holy Ground? Mm-mm. Oh, lover! Oh, lover! Because she might already be married. That's a that's not true. Okay, do you want me to keep going? Because there's more. No, I think that that's good. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell you one more. Okay, so she doesn't listen. She asks for my advice and doesn't listen. One more. You might like it. She's a huge fan of Vampire Diaries and almost had a role in the show. Oh, I do love that one. Vampire Diaries is I knew my you were gonna jam. Like it. Yeah, I know. I told you. Did you watch the originals too? I watched the first couple seasons. It didn't it didn't catch me the same way. I will say that one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram is Claire Holt. And she played Rebecca in Vampire Diaries in the mm-hmm. originals. She her her Instagram account is hilarious. She's a mother of two living in Miami and she just cracks me up. Oh, that's great. Yes. So uh that is my connection there. I also have to say something that um, that brings this full circle from a previous episode that we talked about when we were talking about nothing new. Mm-hmm. And we were saying that I loved the connections because Phoebe Bridgers is dating Paul Mescal, who is an Irish actor who was in the TV version, the Hulu, Hulu release of Normal People, written by Sally Rooney, who's an Irish author who I love. Going either fuller circle... Okay. Is Sally Rooney's first book has now been made into a Hulu, Hulu miniseries and Joe Alwyn stars in it. Oh, weird. Yes. Conversations with friends. Okay. So we need to watch that. And then um, I did want to ask you, because you were talking about being excited about it. 
How I Met Your Father. Oh, it's great. At the first three so episodes. Far. So I so don't. I've, I've been watching it too. I just want to know. So I don't understand why they're sticking with the laugh track. Because mm. that's one of the things that bothers me about How I Met Your Mother is that mm. laugh track. Because it's one of the last sitcoms that has a laugh track these days. So I don't know why they decided to stick with that. But if you if you can zone that out, I, it's good. Second, um, I think the la- latest episode, so last week's, was pro- was they they finally nailed it. But this is how it kind of, I feel like, shows start. The first yeah. couple episodes, you have to do the character development. Yeah. They have to be a bit more extreme. The actors have to find their characters, too. Yes. And so I, I feel like this last episode was really great. I was not let down by Hilary Duff because... Um, I was like, oh, can she play like a totally different character? Because I just watched her in Younger. Yes, and so she she is doing it like she's got a different style of acting and everything. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah, it's she's good, and I also I really appreciate that the t- the female characters are not these like sticks. Sticks. Yeah, I really appreciate like that. Strong women. Yes, with real bodies. Um, so I was also going to say, I've been watching Good Girls. Have you seen that? No, I watched... Or Good Trouble. Oh, Good Not Good Girls. No, I don't even know what Good Trouble is. Okay, it's a spinoff from The Fosters, the show The Fosters. And I didn't watch The Fosters, but I just started watching. And one of them is trying to pass the bar. Oh. Mm -hmm. And the other one is a woman who works in engineering and tech. And so they have a lot of problems that they face, like sexism. And, you know, they talk a lot about current, you know, things that are happening in real life in politics, like Black Lives Matter and um, shootings, police shooting, police brutality cases like come up for her. And then it's also like her code of ethics and all of that. I think you would find it really interesting. Okay, I'll check it out. Um, and then Th- Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is coming out soon. So do you want to watch the first episode with me? Yeah, if, if we, if I can manage if it. If you can sk- find time in your book. Um, thanks for listening to our our brain dump of other entertainment. No, they, they did enjoy it. I'm going to tell them. You enjoyed it. Plugs. We'll write your name. <laughs> Our bias a whiskey bias a whiskey is linked in the episode description and on our website. Please rate and review our podcast. Download the episodes, and if you get to seventy five, I will sing a song from Red. Seventy five rate and reviews, yes, which may actually deter you, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think it'd be so funny though if we're like begging people to do this, and then they are all bad and they I just know. tank the show. <laughs> Everybody's like, well, you forced me to leave this review. So let me tell you, this podcast is shit. Follow us on social media, on Insta and TikTok at Swifterhood Podcast and on Twitter at Swifterhood P and email us swifterhoodpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, yes, yes. So you have theories about which album is coming out next. Let us know. Thanks. Bye. Bye.